morning, if you would, turn to 2 Kings, 2 Kings chapter number 4. And if you're able to, let's stand this morning out of respect for the Word of God, 2 Kings chapter number 4. <clears throat> Today's message, I pray, will be a hope and a help to all of you. And if you're like me, there's probably been a time in your life, and maybe today, that you feel like you're kind of running on empty. Like there's not a lot of gas in the tank. And you don't really know what to do. You just heard a great song. Stand still and let God. Let God move. Let God work in your life. And this morning we see in 2 Kings chapter number 4 the story of a, a woman and her sons and the work of God. And I want you to look here in verse number 1 of chapter 4. The Bible says, Now there cried a certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophets unto Elisha, saying, Thy servant, my husband, is dead. And thou knowest that thy servant did fear the Lord. And the creditor is come to take unto him my two sons to be bondmen. And Elisha said unto her, What shall I do for thee? Tell me, what hast thou in thine house? And she said, Thine handmaid hath not anything in the house, save a pot of oil. Then he said, Go, borrow, the ves borrow thee vessels abroad of all thy neighbors, even empty vessels, borrow not a few. And when thou art come in, thou shalt shut the door upon thee and upon thy sons, and shalt pour out into all those vessels, and thou shalt set aside that which is full. So she went from him and shut the door upon her and upon her sons who brought the vessels to her and she poured out and it came to pass when the vessels were full that she said unto her son, bring me yet a vessel. And he said unto her, there is not a vessel more. And the oil stayed. Then she came and told the man of God and he said, go sell the oil and pay thy debt and live thou and thy children of the rest. Let's pray. Lord, thank you for this morning. <clears throat> God, I thank you for how you can provide, Lord, how you can do that which in our eyes is impossible. Lord, how you can meet needs. And God, I pray that when things seem impossible, that there's no way out, that we're running on empty, that because you can and you will, God, that we are blessed because of you. Now, Lord, I pray that you bless this message this morning. May it be received into the hearts of the hearers this morning. In Jesus' name we ask. Amen. You may be seated. I don't know if you've ever uh, thought about it, but I'll tell you one of the greatest things that they ever put into a car is that little bitty dinging noise and the light that comes on your dashboard when you're about to run out of gasoline. How many of you are thankful this morning for that, that little light and that little help? Because uh, how many of you remember the days when you didn't have that little dinging noise? You didn't have that little light on your dashboard I'm just going to ask this morning, has anybody ever run out of gas? Hmm, I'm not alone. 
One time I was with my daughter and she was very young and we were in my automobile that I owned at that time and we were on the highway, we were driving along, doing the speed limit as any law-abiding citizen would be doing. You laugh. And uh, we were driving along and all of a sudden my car began to sputter. And I thought, oh boy, something's wrong with the car. And I just happened to look down and I saw the needle was buried way below the F. And I looked at my daughter, and of course, you know, when they're little children, they don't really grasp what's going on in situations. I said to my daughter, I said, we're out of gas. Meant nothing to her. And the Lord is my witness this morning. We were in the, we were in the far left lane, and we were in heavy traffic, and I looked at the gauge and the car sputtering, and I'm thinking, this is not the side of the highway that you want to be broken down on. I'm thinking, I've got to get from this lane all the way across four lanes. And I, began, I looked in my mirror, I looked over my shoulder, no car next to me. I jumped over one lane. I looked in my, now I could have done like South Florida people do and just straight across all four. But I wasn't living in Florida yet. And so I looked in my second lane, there was nobody, I moved over again. I looked over in the next lane, nobody there, moved over again. You have to understand, rush hour traffic, to be able to do that like that is almost impossible. I got all the way over and the car still got some momentum, but it has no energy because there's no fuel. We're still kind of coasting along. And uh, so I, I think to myself and I said to my daughter, hey, I think we can make it up that ramp. So I got over and went right up a ramp and the thing kept coasting, coasting, got to the top of the ramp and we were barely out, we barely were moving at all. And I crested the top of it and the car started moving more. And I, I looked right in front of me and there was a, a traffic light and the light was red. And by the time I coasted up to it, it turned green and I turned left. And as I turned left, it's, uh, you have to, when you turn, or turn right, when I turn right, you have to turn either left or right on the service road that runs alongside of the highway. And as I turned right towards that service road, there was nobody coming from either direction. I turned left and it was downhill. And the car started picking up speed, and as it picked up speed, I went about 100 feet, coasted right into a gas station, right up to a pump, and I looked over at my daughter and said, just like I planned it. <laughs> True story. Now, the, the, the amazing thing was, I tried to explain that to my daughter, but it went, whew. she didn't have a clue. But you know, I knew that God got us to that gas pump. I knew that God safely got us there. It's like a little toddler named Frankie, and Frankie had a, uh, you know, he was such like every other little boy, he was such a handful, to say the least. And one day he was hiding behind the drapes in his front house, he was by the front window, and he's hiding behind the drapes, and he's staring at the world outside of the window, and his mother's yelling his name, Frankie, Frankie, and she's looking all around, and she comes into the living room, and she sees his little legs sticking out of the bottom of those drapes. 
And she walks over, and before she grabbed the drapes and pulled them back, she hears his little voice say out loud, I've got to get out of here. You ever felt like that? You ever felt trapped, out of gas, at the end of your rope, not knowing what you're going to do in the next moment? You see, the realist would say something like this, just tie a knot and hang on. The pessimist would say, you might as well let go, it's only going to get worse. The optimist might say, just tie another knot and keep on climbing. It all depends on how you look at life, how you believe in what God can do, and if God is able, you know, there may be some here today that are at the end of their rope. They don't know exactly what they're going to do. They're having problems in life, problems with their children, problems with their marriage, problems on the job, problems with their finances, Whatever it might be this morning, listen folks, we all have problems, but can I tell you that the answer of all of life's problems has always been and will always be Jesus. He's the answer to every problem. And the passage this morning gives us clear indication about that. It tells us about a poor woman that was a widow that was at the end of her robe. She didn't know what she was going to do or where to turn to and This was a woman that, because of that, was in pain. Uh, She was in poverty, and the only thing that she knew that she could do, and I hope you get this if you don't get anything else, the only thing that she knew that she could do was turn to the Lord. She realized that that was the place that she needed to go, and when she did that, guess what happened? God came through. God helped her in her situation in a very big way and can I tell you this morning that God can help you and God has helped me many times. God has a plan for our problem. Just as God took care of this widow woman, God will take care of you. I hope that you've already experienced that in your life, but can I tell you that if you're at the end of your rope today, there is help and there is hope and that's what God wants us to see this morning as we look at some lessons on what to do when we reach the end of our rope, when we're running on empty. Notice, first of all, this morning, the reality of her problems. Look back in our passage this morning. The Bible says in the very first verse, it says, There cried a certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophets unto Elisha, saying, Thy servant, my husband, is dead. And thou knowest that thy servant did fear the Lord. And the creditor is come to take unto him my two sons to be bondmen. Now I want you to get a hold of what she is testifying, what she is saying this morning. Can I tell you that her life and your life this morning, that no matter what your problem is, God knows what your problem is before you ever say anything to God. If no one else knows about it, God knows your problem this morning. You see, there was a despair in her family. The woman cried. The word cried means that she was moaning. She was weeping uncontrollably. I mean, she was out of control with her grief because her husband had died. And 
she had a debt, and that debt was left unto her, and she didn't know how she was going to pay that debt, but she had two sons, and, and, and they wanted to come and take her sons. Listen, this is a woman that was crying from a broken heart, and she came to the man of God at the deepest and lowest moment in her life. There was despair in her family, but I want you to see there also was death in her family. The Bible records she was married to one of the sons of the prophets. These were men that were training in the ministry under the prophet Elisha. They were going to be prophets and preachers in Israel in that day. They were men that were training and understanding and learning the ways of God and the word of God. And she's, look, she's not just talking about any one of those sons of the prophets. She's talking about her husband, the love of her life. Let me take it a step further. Her friend, her provider. See, culture was different back then. Her husband provided everything for her. He was the one that made a living. He was the one that protected her. And now he had been taken away from her in death. She was a widow. She was all alone. But notice, thirdly, there was a debt. See, since her husband could not no longer work to provide, guess what? She somehow had to come up with the resources to pay her bills. But she wasn't working. She had no job. She had no way to pay the bills that had been piling up. And guess what happens when you have bills and you don't pay them? The creditors come calling. That's exactly what was happening here. The creditor came and wanted to take her sons because she couldn't pay. Now, he was going to take her sons, and they would become bondmen. Bondmen's another word for slaves. He was going to take her two sons so that they could work off the debt that was owed to the creditor. By the way, if you're thinking is, this is odd, slavery, it was actually something that was allowed under Jewish law in this particular day. It was something that they would do to pay off debts. So here's a woman that had a debt, and she had been deprived of her husband, and now she's about to lose both of her sons as well. You see, there was despair. There was death in her family. There was a debt. But listen, one thing that she did say to the creditor was this, that there was devotion in her family. Since her husband was there, and her husband was one of the sons of the prophets. He was a man that feared the Lord. And because of the faith that not only he had, but she had, she testifies, hey, listen, I just believe that we've been faithful to God and God's been faithful to us. How many of you believe God is faithful? Can I tell you, God's faithful all the time. Even when we're not faithful to him, he's still faithful to us. And she gives a testimony here. How that, yes, she needed help. That her family had a great need. And she doesn't turn to her family in this instance. And she doesn't turn to her friends in this instance uh, to try to find someone that will help her to pay the money or take out a loan. In her desperation, you know what she did? She turned to the man of God for help. And you know what Elisha was in that day for her? He was God's representative to her. He was the one that, as she went to him, she realized, listen, he was her best hope 
on this earth. And she tells Elisha, look, I'm going to tell you something, Elisha, I don't mean no disrespect, but my husband did fear the Lord. He served the Lord. Twice it was recorded that he was thy servant, my servant. And so her life, along with her husband's, while he was alive, her life had been a life of devotion to the Lord. And through all of this hardship, in her trouble, I love the fact that she still trusts God. She still believes and turns to the Lord. Even though she didn't understand everything that she was facing, she still believed in her heart that God cared about her, that God cared about her sons and her family and her situation. And so what does she do? She cries out to God in faith, believing that God still cares about them. Look, this morning, just like this woman, can I tell you that you and I will always in our lives have trouble and trials. We're going to face situations, and I hope that you understand that in our lives, Job said it this way, man is born of a woman is a few days and full of trouble. We're always going to be facing things, but as we face those things, can I tell you this morning that God knows everything, God sees everything, and God cares about you. Whatever you're going through this morning, the Bible says the eyes of the Lord are in every place, beholding the evil and the good. You see, this morning our problems, you know what they really are? They're God's opportunity in disguise. God's using them in our lives to try to give us an opportunity to see God work. No matter what we face in life, just like this woman, we have got to learn the same thing that we need to turn to the Lord when our problems come. He is able. He will work in our lives. And so we see the reality of this woman's problems. Look, folks, they were real things going on in her lives. And I'm sure that if we took the time this morning, some of you could say some real things that are happening in your life right now. You see, God understands those problems. He cares about us. We see the problems of her life, the reality. But then notice, secondly, this morning, we see the releasing of her potential. Go back to our passage this morning and look at verse number two. As we think about the releasing of her potential, the Bible says, And Elisha said unto her, Notice the two questions. What shall I do for thee? In other words, what do you want me to do? And he said, the Bible then says, tell me, his second question, what hast thou in thine house? What do you have? What do you want me to do? What do you have? And she said, thine handmaid hath not anything in the house. Notice this phrase, save or accept a pot of oil. And then he said, Go borrow thee vessels abroad of all thy neighbors, even empty vessels, borrow not a few. And when thou art come in, thou shalt shut the door upon thee and upon thy sons, and shalt pour out into all those vessels, and thou shalt set aside that which is full. Now, folks, a lot of times we see something and we think, How insignificant, how little. God can't do much with this. Who am I that the Lord would want to use me? But I still want to remind you this morning that little is much when God is in it. 
God can use the smallest things to do great and mighty things. There's always potential. When I walked back this morning and I looked at those little boys and girls back there in children's church, you know what I saw? Potential. Most of us, when we look at that group of little boys and girls back there, you know what we think of? Demons and devils. Sorry if you have a child back there this morning. I'm glad God looks at it as great potential. The questions came to this woman. And it's interesting, and God doesn't do this all the time in the Bible, but this particular instance, the Lord chose to involve this widow, this woman, with the real problems. He chose to involve her in her own miracle. It's kind of neat how he let her be a part of it. And the Bible records here that God begins in her life by, listen now, and maybe he's done this in your life, he forces her to admit what she didn't have. He forces her to admit what she didn't have. And after he does that, he follows it up by teaching her some valuable lessons. How about this? Trust, humility, and obedience. Now, God's done that in my life. He, he many times teaches me, forces me to admit what I don't have, and then upon understanding what I don't have, it, it brings me to the place where I have to trust Him. I have to humble myself before Him I have to obey what he is saying to, to me whenever these situations, these problems come into my life. Are you with me this morning? God works in this way, and he did it in the life of this woman. Look, can I tell you that we need to see how God does this. Notice, first of all, as he thinks about the potential and season in this woman, how does he accomplish this? Notice, first of all, God erased her faith. You know why? Because this woman's faith was in herself. It was in what she could do, what she could accomplish, how she could pay her bills, how she could take care of her children. See, that's the way we live our lives. We don't need God because we've got everything under control. And that's why God brings us to these situations where her husband is gone. She has no income. She doesn't know how she's going to pay the bills. The creditor's knocking on the door. He wants to take her two sons to be slaves. Somehow, God has to make a way. And so he uses the man of God, Elisha. And Elisha asks the question, what shall I do for thee? What is your need this morning? Look, I don't know what your need is this morning unless you've already told me what your need is. But I guarantee you, you know what your need is this morning, what your greatest need is. And God knows what your need is. He says, what can I do for you? And then he says, what do you have in your house? Listen, can I tell you this morning, this woman needed a lot, but there was no possible way that she could meet her own needs. God was showing her that her greatest need was to turn to him. So he erased her faith, but watch this. After he erased her faith, then notice what he does. He expanded her faith. See, he got her eyes off of herself. And he got her eyes where they belonged on him. Notice how he does this. He expanded her faith personally. 
he asked her again what was in her house, and she says, well, look, it's just a, a little jar of oil, you know? It's just a, a little bit of oil. That's, that's all I have. It's not much. I mean, it's not going to accomplish a whole lot. I don't know how much I can cook with this. I don't know how much uh, I can actually use this for various things that they would use oil for. But she's looking at this thinking, well, that's all I have. The only thing I have in my house is this little pot of oil. And the word pot actually means flask or container of oil. And she says, that, that's all I have right there. Elisha, it's not much. And we look at that a lot of times and we think to ourselves, yep, that's, that's all I have. I don't know how I'm going to pay my bills. I don't, I don't know how I'm going to make it. God was expanding her faith personally, and she, she had already, and this is the amazing thing, is that as he asked this question of her, and she says, this is all I have, can I tell you that she already had everything that she needed in that little oil? She already had it. She didn't realize it. She had everything. Many times we think, well, I need this, I need that, I need this. Can I tell you that you may very well, like this woman, have everything that you need to obtain what you want in life. She couldn't see it. Many times we can't. God had already given her the very thing that she needed to meet her need. But we, like her, we fail to realize that God has given us everything we need to meet that need in our lives. This morning, can I tell you, listen, it ought to be exciting to you that if you are saved today and you are a child of God, God has promised in your life that he would hear your prayers and he would answer your prayers. Aren't you glad for that this morning? God has promised in your life that he would meet all your needs, that he would provide for you, that he would supply all your needs according to his riches in Christ's glory. Listen, that ought to excite us and many times just like this woman. Here's what we do. We look at our problems. And our problems seem insurmountable. They're so big. They're so large. But then we look at our possessions, and they're so small. They're so insignificant. Yet we always fail to factor one thing into the equation. One person. We fail to factor in God. You see, God is the difference maker. God is the one that was working in her life God is the one that wants to work in your life. Look, he was expanding her faith personally. But then notice also, he was expanding her faith publicly. Look at verse 3 again, at Elisha's instructions that he gives to this woman. He says, go borrow thee vessels abroad of all thy neighbors, even empty vessels, borrow not a few. Now you have to think, how ridiculous. I mean, this is all I have right here is this little bit of oil. You want me to do what? I mean, you know, if I go to people and I start asking them for, for, for vessels, now, you have to understand, vessels, the word that's used here, is what people would put oil in. They would store oil in those vessels, and many times they were different size vessels, they were different types of vessels, a lot of them were made out of maybe uh, some type of earthen material, some type of a pottery or something, and they would take those and they would fill those with oil and they would keep that oil for whatever reason, whatever purpose that it was. And the instruction was that she was supposed to go publicly, go to all of her neighbors and borrow all their empty vessels that she could get her hands on. Can you imagine what the neighbors might say? 
You want what? Do you have oil to put in them? Well, no. Well, what do you want them for? Those crazy Baptists. I mean, I don't know exactly how she could explain this. So according to the Bible, she does what the man of God does, and the Bible says that her sons went to these houses, and they, they, they go to the neighbors, and they, they knock on the neighbor's door, you know, and the neighbor answers the door, and they said, hey, listen, we need some vessels. What do you need them for? My mom's got, we need something to put oil in. So she's got a bunch of, we don't know, we're, we're waiting. For, we don't know how it's going to happen. We just need the vessels. And so, so they're like, okay, okay, well, look, I'll give you a couple. And so they, they give a couple vessels, and they, here's one here, and here's another one here. And, and, and so then she's like, well, we need more than that. So while the boys are running to get some more, she takes the oil, and she takes the lid off the top of it, and she comes over, and while they're going from house to house, she's, She's pouring out the oil, and she's filling that vessel up, and then she comes to this one, and she fills this one up, and it's amazing, because she just filled that up, and that oil's still, I mean, it's, it just keeps, it, the oil's not run out, and so the boys come back, and they're like, hey, mom, we went to another house, and here's some people here, and they, they gave us some more vessels, and so we got some more vessels, and so they, they're running house to house, and she's over here, and she's got the oil, and so she, she's pouring in here, and she's getting that one full, and she's getting that one full, and here comes the boys, and they, they got some more vessels. Hey, Mom, hey, Mom, we got some more. Hey, we got some more in here. And, and so they come out, and she said, they said, here, we got some more. They went to Home Depot. And, and, and so they, they, poured the, they poured the oil. She's pouring the oil, and she's pouring the oil. Look at that. The oil just, it doesn't run out. It just, it's, I mean, she can pour and pour. And she says to him, hey, look, bring some more. I still got some more oil. And they're like, Mom. We've been to every house. We're wore out. There's no more vessels. Nobody, nobody else has any. I mean, it's amazing how he expanded her faith. What a witness. What a witness when the neighbors were like, hey, this crazy widow sent her boys to our house, borrowed every vessel that we had. She filled up every one of them with the little bit of oil that she had left. See, he expanded her faith publicly. I mean, think about this. God wants to use your life, my life, to be a living sermon to our neighbors. Oh, I've I just been trying to be faithful to the Lord. I've just been trying to be obedient to the Lord, and We've just been given to the Lord, and God gives back, and we've been given to the Lord, and God, God somehow meets our needs, and we've been given to the Lord, and God's been providing. I can't explain it, but the oil just keeps coming. It's just, the supply never runs out. God's been so good to us. Look, many times we may never know who the Lord is using our life to speak to, but can I tell you, let him have his way with thee. Your life and mine is a billboard advertising the grace and the blessing and the power of God to what? To a lost world. The Bible says, look at this, Ephesians 2.10, we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. Look, God was expanding her faith personally. He was expanding her faith publicly. He was expanding her faith 
privately. I mean, faith moved into that widow's heart. You know why? Because she obeyed the Lord. She didn't know how this little bit of oil was going to fill all those vessels. She just started to pour. And it just kept filling and filling and filling. She borrowed all the vessels. Her sons, they came into the house. They shut the Lord. You know what they did? They trusted God. They did what God said he would do. And guess what? God kept his word. Can you imagine the questions that her son had? You ever, as a parent, when your kids were little, Mom, how did that happen? My granddaughter asked me again this morning, Papa, what happened to your mustache? I've told her four times the tape fell off. She doesn't get it. The tape wouldn't stick to my lip anymore. You know, she just looks at me. Children don't understand, but listen, folks, what an opportunity to show your children how God can provide, how God can supply. And we see here how that God was expanding her faith privately that she had borrowed and God had done what he said he would do, she began filling that first vessel and then she filled the next vessel until all the vessels were full. What a valuable lesson that they learned that day to, as a family that God is all-powerful. Listen, God has come through in the life of so many people. Think about Daniel in the lion's den. Who else could have shut the mouths of those hungry lions? You think about in the Bible how you see those three Hebrew children that were thrown into the burning, fiery furnace. And yet they walked out of that furnace and their clothes never even smelled like smoke. I can't barbecue without smelling like smoke. And they were in the furnace. How about those 5,000 that assembled that day and Jesus took a small lunch from a little lad and he blessed it, and he broke it, and he fed the multitudes, and there were basketfuls left over. Can I tell you, how about the disciples on the stormy sea of Galilee, and how God calmed the sea, and the winds and the waves obeyed him? Listen, folks, just like in the life of this woman, God wants to expand your faith. God wants to expand your faith personally. He wants to expand your faith publicly. He wants to expand your faith privately. The widow and her son, can you imagine after this instance, she's still holding the vessel of oil, the pot of oil, the little bit of oil that she began, she's still holding it, but now all the vessels are full. I would dare say this morning that after God did in her life, in her son's lives, that they were never the same again. And that's exactly what will happen in your life. When the little that God has given you will meet every need that you have. I want you to see thirdly and lastly this morning the richness of her provision. Look at verse number five. The Bible says, so she went from him. She shut the door upon her and upon her sons who brought the, the vessels to her. She poured out and it came to pass when the vessels were full. That she said to her son, bring me yet a vessel. And he said unto her, there's not a vessel more. And the oil stayed. Then she came and told the man of God. And he said, go sell the oil, pay thy debt, and live thou and thy children of the rest. I want you to see this morning, because that woman, listen, that day in her life, 
You know what she began with? Nothing. You know what she finished with? Everything. I mean, folks, listen, when you come to the Lord, you receive all of him. That's what God wants to do. Notice the earnest of God's provision, that God will do exactly as he promised that he would. Elisha said that the Lord would fill all those vessels, and guess what happened? Every last one of those vessels, including that Home Depot bucket, was filled. Every last one of them. Joshua said it this way, There failed not aught of any good thing which the Lord has spoken unto the house of Israel, all came to pass. The Bible says in Lamentations 2, in verse 17, The Lord hath done that which He had devised. He hath fulfilled His word that He had commanded in the days of old. You see, the earnest of God's provision, but secondly, the edge of God's provision. Because the Bible says in verse number 6 that the oil stayed. See, that oil from that little vessel, that little pot, that little flask that day, the oil flowed until the vessels ran out. There was no limit. Look, folks, they could have got 20, 30, 50, 100 vessels or more, and God would have filled every last one of them. But there was no limit to the amount of oil. There was only the limit to the amount of vessels. See, God's provision knows no limits. God is able to meet every need. God is able to move every mountain. God is able to solve every problem. His provision is limited by nothing but our faith. That's what limits God. How much faith do you have in God? See, she knew that God had been faithful. And the Bible says in Ephesians 3.20, unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly, above that which we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. There was a little girl, she went to a country store with her mother and she was in the store and the clerk was kind of watching the mom, the little girl, and they got up to the counter and the clerk had kind of taken a little fancy to the little girl and he grabbed this candy jar off the counter and he held it down to the little girl and he says, would you like a handful? And she just smiled at him. She didn't move. So the clerk took his hand and he reached into the jar and he grabbed a handful and he kind of went over to her little handbag and he put it in the handbag and, and her, her and her mom walked out of the store and later on the mother looked at her daughter and she said, honey, when the clerk was being nice and offered you some, some candy and said you could get a handful of candy, why didn't you take it? She looked up at her mom and she said, because his hand's bigger than mine. Can I tell you this morning, God's got a bigger hand than you do? God's got a bigger supply than you do? Jeremiah said, Ah, Lord God, behold, thou hast made the heaven and the earth, and by thy great power and stretched out arm, there is nothing too hard for thee. Jeremiah said later on, Behold, I am the Lord, the God of all flesh. Is there anything too hard for me? I wonder in your life, do you believe God can? There was two men. They were out trout fishing one day. They, they stayed out all day fishing, had a great time. But it was kind of a strange day because one of the men had a strange habit. Every time the guy would catch a trout, he'd pull out a little bitty ruler and he would measure the trout. And if the trout measured larger than the ruler he would throw the trout back in. Strangely enough, he kept doing this all day. Every trout he caught, he'd measure it, 
If it was longer than the ruler, he'd throw it back in. And so he kept all the small ones, but he threw all the big ones back in. His fishing buddy watched this all day, and when they were preparing to leave at the end of the day, he says, I can't stand this any longer. I've been watching you fish. I've never seen a man fish like you in my life. He says, all the fish that you've caught, all those trout, he said, you've kept the small ones and you've thrown all the big ones back. He says, nobody does that. And the man says, well, sure, that's what I did. And he says, well, why did you do that? And the man said, because I only have an eight-inch frying pan. See, rather than get a bigger skillet, he just settled for smaller fish. I wonder in your life today, do you have a big skillet? Because I'll tell you this, you have a big God. You have a big God. God wants to do the miraculous in your life. He wants to give us 12-inch blessings, but all we have is an 8-inch skillet. God wants to work. And I want you to see, lastly, the extent of God's provision. Look at verse 7 again. The Bible says, Then she came and told the man of God, and he said, Go sell the oil and pay thy debt, and live thou and thy children of the rest. See, when the day was done, there was enough oil in all those vessels. Remember the debt she had? Now she had something to pay the debt with. The man of God says, Look, take that now and... He says you can pay your debts, you can meet any desires that you might have, and you can supply the needs for your dependents for the rest of their lives. God's able to do more than we can even imagine. But here's the key. Will you give him the opportunity? Will you let God work? Will you give your vessels to him and let him fill them all to the full? Are you at the end of your rope today? Because I can tell you this morning, God cares for you the way he cared for this widow. God cares about the problems in your life. He knows all about them. And God is working to increase your faith in him. Can I tell you this morning that there is nothing that my God and your God cannot do. Let's bow our heads this morning. With our heads bowed and our eyes closed. Little is much when God's in it. Are you running on empty? Are you weary and tired? Don't know how you're going to face tomorrow? God says, how's your faith? Well, Lord, I don't have much. God says, why don't you go get some empty vessels? I want to fill them. Go get some more. But God, I don't know. Go get them, I'll fill them. God has so many blessings for your life. Will you let him bless you? It's going to require your faith in him. Do you know Christ is your Savior today? Have you had a time in your life that you've put your faith in him as your personal Savior? The Bible says to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. How many of you this morning know him as your Savior? Can raise your hand as a testimony that I am a Christian because I've believed on the Lord. What a wonderful sight this morning. You can put your hands down. I wonder if you didn't raise your hand this morning. God's speaking to you. 
Can I tell you this morning, eternity is a long time. It's especially a long time if you're going to spend it without the Lord. Because the Bible says God's not willing that any would perish, but that all, all would come to repentance. If you need to be saved today, if you want to know Christ as your Savior, then we're inviting you this morning. Why don't you come during this time of invitation and receive the Lord Jesus Christ. Receive eternal life that you can spend eternity with Him. I wonder this morning, Christian, how many of you in your mind, that as your heads are bowed and eyes are closed, how many of you are thinking to yourself, yes, I can relate to this passage, this woman this morning. I've got some problems in my life. I don't know how I'm going to meet those problems. I just have a little. And you're focusing on what you have, what you can do with that little you have. When God says, look, I've already given you everything you need. Why don't you just give it to me and let me work? How many of you as God's children this morning can identify with this widow? Would you raise your hand this morning? Let's stand to our feet with our heads bowed. The piano's playing this morning. God's spoken to your heart, whatever area. Why don't you respond this morning? The altar's open. Don't push the Lord away. Let God have his way with thee. If you need to be saved this morning, why don't you come? We'll have someone take the Bible, God's eternal truth, and show you how you can know for sure that heaven will be your home. Why don't you come and trust the Lord? You came this morning and heard about a God, if he can fill all those vessels with oil, can I tell you, he can save you from your sins. Whatever your need is this morning, many have responded. You know why this message is so applicable? Because all of us have problems. And you know that in every one of us, God, God sees great potential in every one of us, whether you see it or not. God said, that's my child. You see, every one of us can be used in a greater way. Maybe your prayer that today ought to be, Lord, I want to let you have your way. Here's my life. It's not much. It's just a little. Take my life and let it be. Use me, Lord. How many of you are thankful this morning for God's provision in your life? Isn't God so good? Lord, thank you for this morning. Simple story about a widow that had lost her husband, a man of God. Seems so tragic, but yet, Lord, you had a plan, a purpose. She didn't want to see her son's have to work to pay off the debt and you provided for her and I believe this morning as you have in my life so many times that you want to provide for us because we're your children most of all this morning we're thankful that you provided salvation through your son Jesus thank you again for this wonderful truth this morning that you are an all-powerful God 
and you're better to us than we deserve. In Jesus' name we pray. God's people.